Hola, hello, mi gente. Welcome to another Chisme That Matters. This is your host, Ken Flo, and I am excited as usual because I'm going to have an amazing Chisme with an awesome <laughs> human being. And today's Chismosa's name is Leanne Torres, and she is the creator and host of the Watch Us Thrive podcast this is a podcast that she created to talk about pretty much what we all going through right now trauma and healing mm -hmm. and by sharing her experiences like she went through a lot of stuff a lot of best shit i'm gonna curse right now and yep. through domestic violence and she just wants to open the space to uh help others to also open up about their stories and heal through it so yes I don't want to talk more about herself because I want her to talk and say who she is. Welcome, Leanne, to the podcast. Kim, thank you so much. I like, I'm always the one in the driver's seat, like I said before we started recording. So I'm just sitting back, sitting pretty, like, go ahead, girl, you do all the work. I'm just here to show my face. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the type of person. I'm like, you know, you know, you don't want to work from a nine to five. You just want that paycheck. Yeah. You know, like the, your sister posted that today. I was like, I'm the one that right now. Like, you're gonna do the work. I'm just gonna pretend uh -huh. that I'm doing it. Yep. No, it's super exciting. You know, uh, like you said, I am the creator and host of the Watch Us Thrive podcast, and I'm usually the one who's interviewing. So to be on the other side, it's a little nerve wracking, to be quite honest, but I'm super, super honored to have you invite me to come on to talk more about my story. Like you said, I really just want to change the narrative around taboo topics that we all go through, you know, domestic violence talk about sexual assault, I talk about suicide, I talk about a lot of heavy things that a lot of people go through, but they're just not brave enough to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I want to create that safe space to have those uncomfortable conversations. Because my point of view is when you start talking about it, that is the first step to healing. Mm -hmm. So yeah no thank you so much for that and you know there's so much that we can talk about and i feel like we can do a whole series but for mm -hmm. that we have watch us drive podcast if you're listening to this episode right now you got to go and listen to it because i started listening to it and i was like oh boy you know because even if you don't go through those experiences right you can right. also learn so you can maybe help other people who might be going through it you know you never yeah. know and just learn in general about like humans and how mm -hmm. we go through these experiences and 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 then something that you said before it was like you know by you start sharing topics that you're not you know you're not brave enough not to talk about because as latinas especially right like we don't mm -hmm. we grew up like oh calladita te ves más bonita like we don't talk we don't talk about bruno things. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we just yeah. we, okay. We do talk about people. But we don't talk about like the actual, right. the important, like the cheese that matters, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no exactly. pun intended. But um, but yeah. So for example, like yesterday, I had a conversation with someone that um had COVID, and he posted something about like, oh yeah, slowly I'm becoming myself, and I was like, oh, you know what? Like I'm glad, like you know, because I also went through COVID and he was like, you know what? Nobody knows, but I went, I developed anxiety and I was like, oh mm -hmm. my God, that's crazy because I went through that. Like I, I went through like some weeks it's that a I was real like, thing. Yeah. it's a real thing. I didn't know. And when I was going through it, I didn't know if all the people were going through it until I listened to um, Erica Kramer from um, the Queen of Confidence, right? My she, life coach. I love yes, her. Yes. <laughs> she made an episode that I, that I think God sent that episode to be, for me to be to listen to it at that moment because I could have listened to it before 
but mm-hmm. I didn't. And I waited weeks until after I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this episode and I needed it in the moment. And I was like, oh shit, if that queen of confidence went through it, like I'm okay then. You know what I mean? It's yes. like, is this just human? Yes. So when I told this guy about my experience, he's like, oh my God. He's like, I appreciate you so much because honestly, I feel so alone. And I'm just like, yes. wow. And then I'm like, wow, maybe I should make another episode about that or make that oh, yeah. whole series because you never know what people are going through. You never know what people are going through. And it's not until you share your story that it gives people the they they're brave enough to share their own. You know what I mean? Like that episode that you were talking about with Erica, like the queen of confidence lost her confidence. I was like, what? Like Mm -hmm. it, it was insane. And then just to hear how she was able to bounce back. That's what I think it's so important. Mm -hmm. Like I say on my podcast, I talk about a lot of heavy shit. I -hmm. talk about things that are very uncomfortable, but I don't like staying there. I want to know how were you able to turn your pain into your purpose? Mm -hmm. How were you able to come overcome it? And what are some ways that you can provide from my audience to learn from what you went through? You know, it's important to reflect on where we were, but to stay there, that's where depression comes in. That's where anxiety comes in. That's where all those negative feelings that can really take over come in. But we need to know, but then what? Like, what's going to come from it? And that's what I really like to focus on with my podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things I tell people, like, you know, a lot of people see me and they know me. They're like, oh, you're very confident. I am, right? But at the same time, I tell people, but you know that not... Even if you're confident, you're not going to be confident 24-7. There's going to be times where you're going to feel like shit. And I think that that's human and that's okay instead of like pretending that, oh, nothing happens. Like you're una mujer de acero, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. superwoman or stuff. Like it's not. And like what I learned, you know, through my experiences was like, yes, you know, kind of like not saying that woman. Like I knew that I was not going to stay in that state. But what sucks is that you don't know when. And mm. since we, some of us are control freaks, we, we yeah. know we want to control everything. Like eh, eh, eh. we're trying to speed out the process and we, wanna, we, we have to understand is that it's a process and you yes. don't have control. It's yes. like you can control certain things. Yes. Like kind of like go through it and understand it, you know, instead of staying in the moment, but mm-hmm. it is a process, a journey. And I just knew that I knew I was going to see a light, but I was so impatient. And I know this experience taught me to be patient. Yes. You know, I love that you're saying all of that because I literally feel all of those feelings too. And Mm -hmm. like you said before, when we don't talk about it, we feel so alone. We feel like nobody understands, right? But it's in having these type of conversations. It's like, damn, she she gets it. She knows what I'm going through. Like, I'm a Virgo. I'm the fucking queen of wanting to be in control and wanting to be perfect. And that doesn't serve me because I'm a human being. I'm going to fuck up. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to own it. I'm going to own my vulnerability. And I think that's what sets me apart and what sets you apart and Erica apart, people like that who are able to show every single aspect of their lives, not just the highlight reels that we're so used to seeing on social media, especially social media. That's a whole nother conversation for another day. But, you know, I show the good, I show the bad, I show the ugly, I shared my domestic violence experience, because that is me healing, like I'm a human being, I went through something really fucked up and really traumatic. And from me sharing my story, I've been able to heal not only me, but other people like people from fucking uh, United Kingdom reached out to me people from like all over the world, just coming to me and saying like, yo, I heard your story. 
and I went through that too. Like it just blows my mind how common something like that is, but we don't know if we don't talk about it. So we have to talk about it as uncomfortable as it is. Yeah, it, absolutely. And and I think like by by us opening spaces like this, like a podcast, right? I think it's an amazing tool because people mm-hmm. listen to it. They don't really have to watch us or any none of that, but they're gonna feel like they're part of the conversation as well. Yep. And yep. and and that's one of the things that I I, I feel like I take pride on on yes. having this this space because I just want to talk to people so they can inspire other people as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's all about community. It's all about like helping each other out. Like let's stop like yep. competing. Let's start like, Oh, let me be selfish. I mean, you can be selfish in certain things, but what I'm saying right. is like, don't try to like, just be on your own little shell and not help others. Right. And, and we don't have professionals. Like we, we are not like nope. psychologists, therapists. We're not. I'm a regular, regular, schmegular girl from New Jersey. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Me too. And, but the yeah. thing is that we have gone through this stuff. And if I have the tools that help me, I could share, Hey, listen, this is what worked for me. It may not yep. work for you, but Maybe try them on. You know what I mean? Like, I have done that. Like, I have seen people do so many things. And when I went through my experience, like, I was trying to speed out the process of not feeling anxious, of, like, feeling better because I was scared. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I was, I had health anxiety, period. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I will cry. And I was like, this is not who I am. I was trying yoga, zoom, all of the stuff that (laughs) in the past will work. You know what I mean? But in the moment... While doing them, I was having anxiety. I was like, this is not working mm-hmm. out for me. So I said, you know what? I, I follow Erica's um, advice when she, when I listen to her podcast, like, mm-hmm. let go. Just mm. surrender. And that was something that I didn't know how to do. Mm. I didn't know how to do that. Surrender and just, I, and, I, and the funny thing is like when I went through my experience, I kept repeating myself. I even wrote it down. I was like, let go and let God. And that, I was yes. fine. But then when I came back, I was hot mess. I was like, yes. I am not following my <laughs> own advice. Yeah. Why, why is not working out? But a lot of shit had to change within me. And, you know, I'm glad that I went through it because now I, I know when those feelings come in, because at the end of the day, we are always going to have that anxiety that the, yep. Sadness is going to come back, but mm-hmm. the thing is like, are we going to let them stay? Yes. That's the yes, part. I like- agree. I agree 100%. And you know, it, it's crazy because I recorded a, an episode for my podcast earlier today and we were talking all about that need of control mm-hmm. and it really, it's the fear of the unknown, right? If you're, you're not in control, you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Yeah. But if you visualize it, like if you visualize your control, you're holding your fist really really tight on a rope and you're pulling at it and you're pulling at it and you're bleeding and you're getting rug burn and all that because you're so like tight you don't Mm want to let go of that control but the minute you let it go what relief comes you know and thinking like really think about that analogy like just let it the fuck go and see what peace is going to come into your life Mm -hmm. it's scary as fuck it's trust me it's fucking terrifying but you know that's just life. You can't fucking control anything. The only thing that you can control is you. Mm-hmm. You can't control what happens around you. You can only control how you handle whatever situation it is that you're in. Yeah. You know, I, it's interesting that you're saying this right now because a lot of people, like, I feel like I'm proud of us, right? Because 
when we're saying, you know, you, we can't control these things that that because we have actually gone through it. There's a lot of people out there that when you tell them something, they're like, ah, it's in your head. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. They have never, they have never had to go through something like that. They just assume yeah. or they just, and I know even myself, like in the past, I would be like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. Like I try to mm -hmm. be empathetic, but I'm like, at the same time, I was saying it just to say it, but now I know. Mm -hmm. Like now I really, really say it because I have experienced it. And I feel yes. like that's something that I, I also wanted to kind of talk about because a lot of people out there, they're trying to, and I know maybe it comes from a, a good place, but they mm -hmm. try to help others by saying, it's in your head. You'll be fine. Just drink more water or like, you know, <laughs> or exercise. Like it's not. Or pray more. <laughs> You know, my mom is one of these, like, oh, you, you have to, like, you know, be with God. I'm like, I know I am with God, but right now I don't feel anything. Like, right now yes. I'm, like, just, like, so so for me it's kind of important for people to understand that it's, like, you need to really go through something like that, you know, mm -hmm. unless you're super empathetic, you know, that you just, you're just, like, oh, my God, I know. But unless you experience it, you're, you're going to say in vain, yeah. Yeah, it just hits different. And I really love that you said that because that really – that really hits home for a lot of survivors, especially of domestic violence, right? Like people can be ignorant if they have not experienced it. And a question that comes up a lot for survivors is like, why did you stay? And mm -hmm. that question, it gets me, it used to get me like so pissed off, but you know, I've been on my healing journey and I know how to like maneuver around it. But that is definitely a narrative that needs to shift when it comes to victims of domestic violence. Like, it's like you're putting the blame on the victim when it really should be on the abuser. Like what the question shouldn't be, why did you stay? The question should be, why did this person think it was okay to put hands on someone? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why did this person think it was okay to control and manipulate and do mm -hmm. all these things? The focus needs to be on the person who is doing the damage, not the person who has been taking it. You know, for, for me, for being a survivor, why I stayed, it was because I loved him. You know, like I, I, I went into the relationship from, from a place of love, from mm -hmm. a place of like, I thought this was my soulmate, even though it, it moved very quickly. And if you guys want to hear the entire story, I invite you to listen to my podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it, it just happened and it kind of blindsided me because I didn't expect that to happen from someone that I was so madly in love with. But, you know, as unfortunate as it was that I did go through it, I did learn so much, not in the moment, but in the healing from that, I've learned so much about myself. Yeah, you know, and what you said before, it's like, you know, like when you go through, when you're going through like therapy or going through your healing process, you start to understand a little bit more and you have a little bit more grace towards people right it's like instead of hating them instead of like having i don't know some negative uh, feeling towards people mm -hmm. you try to understand them where they come from you know at least that's what i try to do it's like people be like yeah. oh my god how can you talk to your ex and so i'm like listen like i don't know i know he didn't hurt me you know what i mean he didn't mm -hmm. hurt me i just know that he he needs work too so i'm trying to see him as a human being right yeah um yeah. but also understanding that when people say things like oh why do you stay right it comes from a place of ignorance Right. So it's, yeah. it's up to maybe a lot of us that are here having you know, a space like this to educate people. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I have I have heard a lot of people saying that, like I have said it in the past myself. Right. Like mm -hmm. so people say, like, I, I, I have too. <laughs> like, I'll be like, see, yo fuera yeah. esa, yo no me, you know, like, I'll be like, oh, if I would have been that person, like I would have like. Yeah. 
I don't know, cut his balls. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you say things like that because you're not in yes. it, right? Exactly. So, but then once you start listening to more stories or you experience it, you're like, why? Like you we know? said before, until you are actually mm-hmm. in it, you don't know how you're going to react to it. You have exactly. no fucking idea. And I am agree 100%. I used to be that girl you know, oh, that would never happen to me. She's a fucking idiot, you know, for staying with that. But like you said, it hits different when when you're in it. Like, no pun intended, hits different. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's definitely a learning experience. It's something that I never want to go through ever again. Um, but it is so common. Like, the statistic shows one in three women will be a victim of domestic violence. Like, if you really think about that, one in three women it happens so much more frequently than what we know and it's because we don't talk about it so that's why we got to talk about it mm-hmm. yeah i know and it's and also it's it's not only just talking about it, it's also like it's just so much you know what i mean as as women or even men too because they go through abusive um yep. situations you know it has to go something from the root right it's like how are we allowing that? Because we see our um, the abuser, right, as someone that mm-hmm. can protect us. And since we love them so much, we feel like, oh, by us letting them do that, they're mm-hmm. going to stay or they'll change. Or one day they'll change. You know, there's so many things that they're it goes to our head. Exactly. They go yep. so many things. And it's also like childhood trauma, right? Yep. I mean... It, it's it's like that so it's a lot of things like, yeah so that's why i feel like it's important to talk about things like that like because even when people are not willing to go to therapy i feel like conversations like this feel like therapy mm, girl i'm telling you jesus and therapy that's all i need <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. you know and i mean you know if like i was i was like telling my friends yo like someone not to be judgy or none of that but i'll be like yo like I, if i have money i'll pay for your therapy like i even mm. told his boyfriend that i was just you know and you know i have a, i have love for him but i'm just like yeah. you gotta you gotta do some therapy boy like um, yeah there, there's a lot of broken people in this world and you know you have to get to the point where you're tired of your own shit yeah. That's what it was for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've I've tried therapy before, even before my whole experience with domestic violence, and I never took it seriously. Yeah. Never talked about therapy growing up. Like that wasn't normalized in my home, which is very common in Latinx homes, yeah. right? We don't talk about therapy, we don't talk about our feelings, none of that. Um, but it was just me realizing that up until this point of the domestic violence, like I've been doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result and not getting it. Mm-hmm. And I reached the point, I'm like, yo, I'm fucking tired of my shit. Like what happened to me is unfortunate, but I do have to take some, not blame for it, but I do have responsibility. to, yeah, some responsibility for like, I allowed this to happen yeah. for a reason. And, you know, in working with a life coach and going through therapy and having those uncomfortable conversations, you start to peel back those layers within you that it makes you realize like, damn, I didn't love myself. I had no self-worth. I was looking for validation in other people. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you decide to do that work that you can really change it. But it only, it starts and ends with you. Same thing for like, you know, a crackhead going to rehab. You can't force someone to get off of drugs or to stop drinking or to stop gambling or to stop doing any of those horrible things. They need to reach that point. And same thing with the healing journey. And, you know, 
everyone reaches their rock bottom. Some are more intense than others, but I'm grateful for it because it has completely changed my life in a way. It's I started this podcast because of it, you know? So, you know, you don't have to have your trauma be who you are entirely. Like, you can come from it, but it's up to you to make that happen. Yeah. It's like you don't have to let it define you and yes. be like, oh, sad. You know, because a lot of people, like, when they go through tra- traumatic experiences, also they – they fall into that literally that victimhood, right? Like they yeah. say, like, oh, what was me? For me, you know, yep. you know, like pobrecita, you know, like oh, poor me. This is that. If this wouldn't have happened to me, I would have been doing this. But it's like you know, God is giving us like this a new opportunity. Like yep. you could have been killed. You could have yes. been doing some other things. You know what I mean? But you didn't for a reason. So take yeah. this opportunity to renew yourself, right? Reinvent yourself. Yes. And I know it's, it's, it's easier said than done, it's right? It's easier because- said than done. Yeah, absolutely. But but it's the truth. Like I literally almost lost my life that night, right? Mm-hmm. And it was it's just, just fucking crazy how it happened. Like I'll share a little bit of, of what happened. Mm-hmm. The morning of the incident that happened, my car mm-hmm. was completely dead, right? Completely dead would not turn on. Did something to it so it was able to turn on. I went to a museum, came back home. Later on, everything happened. And when I escaped my abuser, I got into my car. That same morning, remember, completely dead, wouldn't turn on. The minute I got in the car, I turned it on, and it just turned on like nothing was was wrong with it. And I was able to escape. And it was just like, yo, if that's not God protecting me, like, I don't know what the fuck is. So, you know, in that moment, you don't see like the silver lining. You don't see like, this is my my rebirth, my reawakening. But like looking at it now, I'm like, yo, I was really saved that night, like completely fucking saved. And who like how selfish would it be of me to not use that as as my purpose? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Shit was crazy. It was, you know, and, and you know, people may not believe in the divine or, or anything like that, but it's something, some energy out there. You know what I mean? Girl, it, you don't believe in God there, or whatever. There was some with me that night. I know for sure there was something with me that night. Yes. So it's like, you know, I feel like when we go through things, like even me, when I went through my experience in San Lucia, like I could have died there by myself, COVID. And I didn't, you know, I made it back home safely. And mm. that kind of gave me perspective. I was like, yo, like I got to get my shit together. That's you know got to be that fucking sense. terrifying. I need to listen to that episode because how the <laughs> fuck? Like, that's insane. You had COVID by yourself on a fucking island. You don't know nobody. Was, oh, my God. That, yeah. You want to talk about PTSD? <laughs> <laughs> I had PTSD. I yeah. had, and in the moment, it's funny because when you listen to the podcast, but in the moment, I was in fight mode, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I survival mode. I was like, I gotta mm-hmm. get better. Da, 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 da. I was trying to like drink water, this is that, because I don't know how my body was gonna react and all that. Right. When I came back, that's when shit went down. I was yep. like, I was in a dark hole. Like I have mm-hmm. never ever been in like that, and I didn't know how to. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I didn't know how to fix it. I'm a fixer. Mm-hmm. So the guy was like, mm-hmm. you're not a fixer. So that gave me a lot of perspective too, because I've always been yes. a fixer with everybody, everyone at my job, my family, 
da, da, da. now it's like mm-hmm. when I wanted to fix what was going on with me I couldn't and eso, I, that will like make me more anxious because I'm like oh my god what's going on what's going on like I can't fix mm-hmm. it oh my god I have no control so it was it was some it was horrible but you know I seek therapy therapy helped me a lot you know mm-hmm. I I started kind of being more okay back off Kim Take a step mm-hmm. back and and just chill. You can't yeah. control everything, and that's that. That's yeah. my that was my lesson. Like I can't control, and now even when things go down at work or something, I'll be like, you know what? I try my best. Like yeah. I, I try my best, and I can't do anything else. So yeah. it is, you know, it, it is a lot. You know, like healing is. It's just a. It's like it's a it's shitty total. process, but it's, it's such, fuck. what. <laughs> It's I said healing is ghetto as fuck. <laughs> like Ada Rojas says. <laughs> it is ghetto. I mean, I don't even know like if it's ghetto. It's like it's it's like so many things, right? But I feel mm-hmm. like at the same time, when I'm going through it, it's it makes me feel like I'm getting closer to my purpose, you know? Yeah. To like like that that the real Kim, right? You're learning more about you. Absolutely. It's peeling back those layers, but you really got to like dig deep. If yeah. you truly want to heal and I don't ever think there's like an ending point, no. like we're never healed. Yeah. We're always healing because there's so much shit that's going to come up. Life is going to life. Shit is going to happen. But yeah. yeah, I agree 100%. If you really want to know who you are, you got to just peel back those layers and it can't get ugly. It can't get uncomfortable. It can be sad you're gonna cry you're gonna scream you're gonna feel all the feelings but what I've learned in my own healing is to allow myself to feel those feelings Mm -hmm. and not sweep them under the rug like I did for 33 years of my life right yeah that's how I was raised like we don't talk about our feelings we sweep things under the rug and the next day everything's peaches and cream and we love each other again like no you have to really surrender to how you're feeling and then what? What are we going to do now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of saying, like, am I going to stay this, uh, like, mad or I'm going to stay sad or I'm just going to be like, all right, I acknowledge you and yes. and that's it. You serve your purpose. And yep. it's funny because when I was talking to my therapist, she asked me, um, no, she didn't even ask me. I, I did it myself. I drew my anxiety. Oh, because what did that look like? It was, I have it here if I could show you. No, no, it was, it was a character because I was telling my therapist before I started seeing her, I was like, I wanted to understand my feelings, right? And mm-hmm. this anxiety, where it was coming from. And I, I started to see my anxiety as a little character, mm-hmm. um, as like uh, someone that wants to come and play, but gives me this negative emotion. But then I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, you got you can say a little bit, but then you got to right. go. That's how I, that's how I treat it. Yeah, that's I literally talk to my anxiety and people may think I'm crazy, but I'm like I talk I'm like all right, you're here, but you can't stay because I got to live. You know, I got shit to do. Yeah. Yeah, I got shit to do. So she asked me to draw my, my anxiety and, and it was a little character like ooh. and then she asked me to draw like after a few sessions like how I'm feeling now and it was such a difference and I'm just like oh my god like and that helps mm-hmm. me a lot. Like I'm like befriending those emotions has helped me a lot because I'm like, I'm going to live with it. Like I know it's going to be back at some point, but now instead of me freaking out, having an attack or any of that, I'm going to be like, all right, I know how to control you. It stayed playing yes. right there. Right. But 
that's it you gotta go so that's so powerful like you are in control now of your feelings you're not allowing your feelings to control you and that self-awareness is so fucking powerful and that's how you know you're healing because you're self-aware and you have that mindset shift of something different than what you're used to that's beautiful i love that yeah yeah no and it it, it took me it took me a a, you know a little bit to understand that Mm -hmm. because i never really felt it before maybe i had it i didn't i didn't get it because I was always on the go. I was always like trying to get busy to forget about these feelings, you know? So now I was like, no, you know what, Kim? You're not going to get busy because you're Mm -hmm. trying to put a band-aid instead of like let it let it heal, right? Let it bleed. Let it bleed. Let it it do all that shit, you know? But now, you know, I was like, oh, busy. Let me go travel. Let me do this this, this and that. And and I discovered that about myself. I was like, yo, I'm being toxic towards myself. Like (laughs) That's a trauma response. I hope you know that is a trauma response. (laughs) It is. It is. And I was just like, I'm not going to do that no more. And that's why Mm -hmm. I think I had to face, I had to face all those emotions. And it was not cute. It was like, you know? Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, it's like what have I what have I been doing all these years? Like am yeah. I being like just like oh pretending? I wasn't pretending because it's just I feel like I was fine. It's just that I was I was ignoring them. I was ignoring mm, yeah. them for for a long time. Yeah, like we said before, you got to get to the point where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I yeah, agree. so so then let's talk about we've been talking about our traumas here, but I want to talk a little bit more about about you, right? So. Mm-hmm. As as we know, Leanne is uh, Jenny's sister. If you guys yes, remember, Leanne. like and they're amazing. But Leanne has been a, a crucial part of like um, Janice's, uh empire. We will say because she's also been helping her out. But besides that, we don't want to like attach it to that. It's like, what are you? Um, what was your upbringing? What do you do? Well, since you're What's the, like, you know, when it comes to my upbringing, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember a lot of my childhood okay. and I, I don't know why. I don't know if there's something going on like childhood trauma wise that I just like blocked it off. Mm-hmm. But I won't, I don't really remember many things unless I watch home videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm the youngest of two. Um, always wanted to be like my sister always wanted to you know follow her footsteps growing mm-hmm. up that's how I wanted to be um I'm very artistic as you can see in the background um I'm a graphic design student full-time as well um I love art I love creativity I love expressing myself uh and podcasting is just another venture for me to get my creativity out there in in a different kind of way Nice. I love that. So let me ask you a question. When you were in that relationship, right, uh, that we spoke about, that abusive relationship, do you feel that your creativity was a little bit, you know, kind of, it, it was gone or it was probably... You know, you know what's crazy? I was living in Florida when I was with him. And during mm-hmm. the pandemic, I had started a hand painting business, yeah. like, actually painting canvases Mm. and in the beginning of our relationship like of course it was rainbows and butterflies and everything was great and I was doing a lot of creative things with my with my paintings but as the relationship deteriorated so did my ability to create and to do more things because my my whole life just focused around that relationship like it affected my family it affected my friendships I got fired 
from my job because that relationship was just sucking the soul and the life out of me. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it definitely did affect me in many, many ways. Mm. Yeah, because I feel like whenever we are in in certain life stages, like something is not being uh, healthy for us, like mm-hmm. uh, at least that happens to me like my creativity doesn't flow let's say mm-hmm. you know and it depends oh, on the, the people that you're surrounded with too yes because they suck they suck the life out of you yeah. and depression is real and i'm definitely someone who does still suffer from depression and anxiety and you know when i am in those dark moments it, it just i don't want to do shit i don't want to do anything um but i have to get to the point to pull myself out of that and you know, I'm thankful that I've been able to do that. But I don't want to sit here and, you know, say that I'm perfect and everything's rainbows and butterflies now. Yeah. No, there's still moments that I struggle. There's still moments that I, I deal with my PTSD. I was formally diagnosed with that. Um, and yeah, there there's it's it's a fucking journey. It's an uphill battle. There's a lot of peaks and valleys. I still have dreams of him. I still, you know a lot of things are still coming up for me and I'm still navigating through it. Um, but I'm just taking you guys along with me on that journey. Yeah. I love that. Um, you should be proud of yourself. Thank you. For sure. Yeah. Cause a lot of people wouldn't be doing the things that you're doing now, you know, and especially yeah. sharing, sharing all the stories, having people to share stories like yours. So, you know, you can support others in a way because if you think about it maybe someone right now is listening to your podcast and they're going through something like that they'll be like you know what maybe i should leave maybe i yeah. should stop i'm going through this stuff people don't even realize that they're going through it too you know yeah. that's another thing like yeah. they think that everything's fine it's like i know he's just like that no you're being abused mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah so what are some of the things that you do like for someone that has gone through um, domestic violence and ha- goes through PTSD and depression. That's like, that's normal. I'm like, what are some of the things that you do to kind of pick up yourself when you, you go into those moments? Yeah. First and foremost, I allow myself to feel how I'm feeling. Like I surrender to that feeling. I, if I want to be a victim, I'm going to be a victim. If I want to cry, I'm going to cry. If I want to be angry and shut myself off from the world, I'm going to do that. Um, I think it's super important to acknowledge how you're feeling, but then not stay there. So what can you do? You can journal, you can do voice recordings, you can reach out to a friend and just talk, you can go to therapy, you can go outside, take a walk, like all those things are helpful to get you out of that mindset. But first and foremost, you need to acknowledge how you're feeling. That's the most important thing, especially for me, because I'm so used to sweeping shit under the rug and pretending like it's not there. That has been so life changing for me to actually surrender to how I'm feeling and then move forward. Mm, Yeah, that's good. I feel like a lot of a lot of us like we were talking before, it that's the hardest part to do because it's like, yep. I don't want to feel this way. Yep. So we start feeling even worse about it because we start thinking and thinking and thinking mm-hmm. and thinking. Yep. And it sucks. It really does, you know? But there's going to be a point it's like where you have... I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like it has to come something from within. Like, yep. it's so powerful to be like, yeah, basta. F this shit, you know? Yes. 
And I don't yeah. know, and I don't know whoever's listening to this. And if you're going through something, you'll be like, I can't do it. Like I still want to be on my bed. I still want to cry. Okay, let it be that. But just do know, it. Yes. I feel like just know that there's gonna be a point where you're going to tell yourself, yeah, that's it. I, I don't want to be like enough. this. Yep. It's like I also yep. feel like it's like the yep. desire of like wanting to really experience life. Mm. Yes. You know, it's like, and a lot of people don't be like, what, what's the purpose of life? You know, what's the purpose of like, and, and I think that's when you're like hitting rock bottom because you're like, okay, I'm questioning my own life. Like I'm questioning my place in this world. I'm questioning, you know, everything around me. So it's like, what, why am I here? Right. Especially like if you're the type of person, like I was like, I didn't know who I was without having someone in my life. Like, this is the first time I've been single since March of last year. This is the first time in my life that I'm single, like, with no nobody in my life. Like, I'm 100% celibate. I'm completely focused on me. Mm. And it's scary as fuck because I've never, ever been that way. Like, I've, I'm the relationship type of girl. I've had someone in my life since I was 14 years old. I'm going to be 34 this year. So that's, what, 20 fucking right. years? Wow. You know? And it, it's it's crazy. But I'm finally learning who the fuck I am for the first time in my life. Wow. Yeah, yep. that's, that's, that's interesting. That's another topic that would be cool to touch on. Because there's a lot of <laughs> yep. people out there that they always in relationships. And, you know... It, it is what it is, you know, Girl, but was- there's always, but there's always something, right? It's like why you're so eager to be with someone is because of something that you're lacking, right? Because um, you're not comfortable being alone. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, what it, is. it is funny because I'm, I'm, I'm like a little bit of the opposite. I, mm-hmm. I break up with someone and I'm, and I'm single for three years. <laughs> like, uh-huh. you know, I'm very like, okay. And then like, when it comes to date again, it's like, Sometimes it's yeah. hard because it's like, oh, I got used to be by myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I have to be with someone who, who lets me be. And it's just I'm so going to, I feel like I'm going to be like that now. Like, I love my peace. I love my silence. I love not having to answer to nobody. So, shit, I don't know. I might be single for like three years too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know yeah. what it is? I think it depends on the person that you 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 meet. Because there's going to be yeah. people in your life that got, like, you know, my, my ex-boyfriend, uh, we recently just, you know, broke up. And he mm-hmm. was my best friend. And we didn't really bother each other. Like, he let me right. be myself. I, I was feeling... Mm-hmm. I never fell with anyone like that. So for me, that was that was nice, right? You have other yeah. other issues that you know it right. didn't let that relationship continue. But other than that, like I'm like, you know what? For my rest next relationship, I want something like that still, right? Like yeah. we don't have to see each other. We saw each other once a week, mm-hmm. and we were fine. You know what I mean? Right. Like I would travel with my girls and things like that. So it's like it's about like who you meet and how what standards you put to. You gotta put boundaries. Right. Something that yes. I didn't know either before. Ah, uh, my guys wanted to be all the time. Yeah, yeah, and then I would like yep. lose myself. I was like, no, yep. I'm never gonna do that again. Yes, that's why you really, for me personally, learning as I'm going through my journey, like you need to be alone to know what it is that you like, what it is that you don't like, what you're willing to tolerate, and if you keep jumping from one person to another, like I used to do. You're just, like we said earlier, you're putting a Band-Aid on top of a, a wound that's infected and just fucked up and then it's not healing. And then you're going to bring your baggage to the next relationship and you're going to damage that person and you're just going to repeat this vicious cycle. And, you know, it took me a long time to figure that out, but I'm finally to the point where I'm like, yo, I fucking love being alone. 
That's nice. I mean, that's a that's a good sign because other people don't like to be alone, don't like the feeling, no. and it and you know it's not an easy thing, you know, be especially since if you've been you know always with someone at the beginning you're gonna mm-hmm. go through withdrawals. It's like a drug. Yes. And and you're gonna feel angsty. You're gonna feel like oh my god, I need to meet the next person. It's gonna be moments where you're like oh I miss that, but then once you you clean up, you detox. It, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling because yeah. then it's when you're, you, you're seeing that you're really loving yourself, you know? Yeah. And I think for me, like, there is a part of me that does have fear because of what I experienced. And am I ready to put myself out there? Am I still thinking the thoughts that every single man is going to abuse me? Like, that's how, and sometimes I do still think that way. And I know for me personally, I'm not ready to put myself back out there because I still got shit about me mm-hmm. and what I went through that I have to heal through before I'm ready to go to that next step. So it's a journey, girl. You know, and that's that's very mature of you saying that and very selfless too because other people will be like, no, I'm fine. I think I'm okay. Like I already, you know, semi-heal, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm going to meet someone else, but then I'm going to fuck him up right because mm-hmm. he's gonna kind of deal with all my stuff that i went through yep. and you don't know yep. how you're gonna you don't know how you're going to react because nope. this is something new this is recent for you and it's still a yes. process still a journey and who knows yeah. maybe it's gonna be even even later it's gonna come up too because it's some it's an experience that you can't forget but I feel like also that's when you have the opportunity to, you know, practice those those things that you wanted before, like and be communicative with your your future partner. Be like, listen, like, yo, like I went through this stuff, so what's yes, good? I told <laughs> I told my therapist, my psychologist, like, yo, when I start dating, we gonna have to have a conversation because I know I got some shit that I got to work through. He's like, yeah, 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 no problem, no, don't worry about it. But I'm like, I know right now I'm not ready for it. But when, when it comes, I'm glad I have the resources to help me and guide me through that process. Yeah, like that's very that's very important, you know. Yeah. And I know you'll you'll find a a great man. I will, I will, you will. but I don't want him right now. I'm worried no. about me. Yes, yes, worry about that. Yeah. You know, you know, that's funny because a lot of people too. Like every time, like they. For example, when I when me and my my ex boyfriend broke up, they were like, "Oh, you find someone, you deserve someone, you know, great." And I'm like, "I know that." That yes. doesn't sound cocky or anything like right. that. But I'm like, "I no. know, but it's not my priority right now." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with not being with someone. You know what I mean? Like, for me, this is nothing new. For me, I break yes. up and I stay single. That's like it's part of the journey. Like, this is something yeah. I have done. But every when people tell you that you're like. Are they sorry? Do they feel sorry for me? Like, I'm like, <laughs> do I look like I need a man? <laughs> yeah, right. you know? it's like, nope. like, I'm nope. okay. You know, it's like, yeah, it I would be can't. nice, but yes. I don't really need it. You know what I mean? Not right, Not now. right now. No. Like, but I, listen, the old man wouldn't think that way. The old man would be like on Tinder looking for the next victim. Uh, but now I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, relationships yeah, yeah. are they're fucking tiring <laughs> yeah it's a lot of work you know what i mean unless you want like a little you know kind of like a little fling you know what i mean that's no. but that, even that you're exchanging energies and that's yeah. a lot so that's you got time thing. for that yes, i'm glad you said that like energy is real and i truly believe like we we and especially when you're like intimate with someone like you're yeah. giving yourself and they're giving themselves to you and if they're unhealed and they got trauma then you're sucking that in nah I got my own shit, my own trauma I'm trying to work through. Yeah. I don't need anyone else's right now. 
Exactly. It's a lot. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, not to judge no one, but like, I don't know how people, when people go to like, like one eye stands, flings, like, how do they do it? Like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, you're like, yo, I, 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 Listen, I did it. It's exhausting. I yeah. do not recommend. <laughs> I am, I am exhausted of seeing my friends over the weekend. Yeah. Imagine being, <laughs> like, I get tired. You know, like, yeah. really, like I was hanging out with my friends. I was like, I can't see you. I'm like, I can't see people for a while. Like I had yeah. a lot of events and I told my boss, like after June 14, I said, I'm going to take a whole mm-hmm. week because I don't see nobody. Cause I have a, yes. you know, I do marketing. So I do a lot of events and I'm yeah. like, I, like, I don't want to mm-hmm. see people. I don't want to, so I want nobody yeah. to ask me questions because I want to punch them in the face, yeah. you know, and maybe that's something that I should like work through, but, and then I'm yeah. like, you know what Listen it is, is <laughs> no, you know what it is, is that I used to be very outgoing and be like, ah, everywhere, but mm-hmm. now I get affected by energy and I get tired yeah. and I know that I get tired, not because they're negative energy, it's just because it's energy period, but then that's- I know that I need a break, but when yeah. I don't get a break, I feel like, you know, that's why, like you said earlier, you have to set those boundaries with everybody in your life, not just romantic, like, you know, career, family, friends, like you need to pour back into you because as cliche as, as it is, you can't pour from an empty cup and it's okay to be selfish. I think so many people have this negative connotation when it comes to the word selfish, like, no, Mm -hmm. I got to worry about me before everyone else around me can be good. And if I'm not worried about me, how the fuck am I going to help you? You know what I'm saying? So it's okay to be selfish for anyone who's listening. Be fucking Mm. selfish. Take care of yourself and the rest will follow. Yeah. I mean, I I think this is the theme of the season because I was listening to another podcast or two podcasts, Mm -hmm. I think. And, and, um, actually it was something I would listen to the word God every day. And it's like some motivational thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's okay to be selfish, you know, because yes. you have to think about yourself. You can't be thinking about your family. Sometimes this isn't that that's where you go down the drain because you, 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 you're thinking of everyone else about, about you, you know? So that's it, another us. trauma response too, right? Like yeah. people pleasing. That is a uh, trauma response that a lot of people, especially us in our communities, like we are conditioned to be that way because of how our parents were and their parents were. And some, Somebody needs to break the cycle. Somebody got to be selfish. And hi, Leanne is going to be selfish. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> bravo. Yes. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> I love that, Leanne. Yes. But I feel like, you know, we can talk for hours, girl. Yes. I really love this conversation. I feel like I want to have you back. I mean, we can do a live together something. Yes. But to kind of finish up with with this uh, with this little chisme that we had, um, what would be something that you will a word of advice for people that are going through you know domestic violence at this very Mm. moment yes don't ignore the red flags period like that is something that i experienced there was a lot of small signs in the beginning of the relationship that i was just like "Mm." I don't know, like, this is, like, if your intuition is telling you something, please listen to that, because that that voice of reason is there to protect you. So that would be my number one thing. Like, if something feels off, it's because it is off. Mm -hmm. And another thing when it comes to domestic violence, like, if they say the abuser says, oh, it's never going to happen again, it's going to happen again. And it's going to get worse. Please trust and believe that it is going to get worse. Um, you know, the average number of times that a victim 
deals with abuse before they leave the relationship is seven. For me, it was three. And every single time that the physical abuse happened, it got worse. And the last one was the most drastic, traumatic thing that I've experienced. So, you know, like I said, don't ignore the red flags. It's going to happen again. It's going to get worse. Love yourself because love should not hurt. And you Mm. deserve so much fucking more out there. And you can do bad all by yourself. So why are you going to do bad with somebody who's treating you like shit? Yeah. And I'm sure he's ugly too. So, (laughs) okay. He's in jail. So he he was uh, sentenced to four years for what he did to me. So there was justice that came out of it. It was a long, lengthy process, but you know, I'm grateful that something positive out of that traumatic experience happened. And, you know, I know karma got him. God going to see his way with him one day. It's mm-hmm. out of my hands. I'm letting go of control. Yes, you're surrendering. You're like, God, this yes. is your child. This is your yes. child. Do your work, God. <laughs> I did mine. Oh, my God. I love Delia. No, I am so, you know, I don't know you for a long time, but I feel like I know you now, and I'm so proud of you. Um, your story you. is very inspiring. Like I said, like I was listening to the, that episode where you explained everything. I'm just like, bro, yeah. like episode 10, if y'all want to listen to it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so please do, please do listen to it because it, it's, it's a lot. I mean, and it's very important for you to understand like how, um, someone who's going through domestic violence, like thinks and feels and all that, because sometimes mm-hmm. we don't know. And like, that's, the, that, and that could be a way that you can help people out. Right. Just by understanding. Yep. And, you know, but um, anyway, so I am excited that you were here. And if anyone wants to follow you, where they can find you? Yes, I'm primarily on Instagram. Watch us thrive podcasts, uh, all one word, no special characters. I'm also on Twitter, W-U-T podcast underscore. Um, and just subscribe and listen to my podcast. Brand new episodes drop every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern time. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, everywhere that you listen to podcasts. And yeah, I'll be here just continuing to to spread the word around mental health, around taboo topics. And I'm going to have you on my podcast. I'm so excited. Yay. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much, Kim. You are amazing. I'm so honored Aww. to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your your wisdom and your experience. I know that this is not a um, an easy topic to talk about. And it's so broad. I feel like we can talk about it for hours. But mm-hmm. this is a start. So for whoever is listening right now, thank you so much for listening. And I wish you, everyone, an amazing rest of the week. Please surround yourself with authentic vibes. And I think this is going to be the last time when I say it, wear your mask, don't wear your mask, do whatever you want. At this point, COVID is it's just COVID. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know because we'll be like, oh, I don't want my mask. Okay, fine, Karen. Anyway, I haven't whatever. worn my mask for like three months. I'm fucking over it. If I get it, I forget it. I yeah, so whatever. this is gonna be the last time I say it. I'm not just just live. Just just, just be live careful. your life. Just live Let your life. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what? Try to be authentic. I will talk to you guys next time. Ciao, ciao.